Fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Yeah, Pitches it. it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's, He's got something. He's got something. He's got it. He's got it. 20. 10. He's got it. End zone. Touchdown, Titans. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour with your host, Drake Colley. Good afternoon and welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by the all-knowing, all-seeing Clayton D. Claw Harris, and it is Monday. A beautiful Monday. I mean, it's gorgeous outside. Man, I'm telling you. It's Nearing a record high for today. Huh? You know. 73 right now and sunny on West 7th Street. Record highs seem to be a thing. I mean, you know, record highs, record highs just seem to be a thing, unfortunately. Uh, But uh, it's a nice day out here. I guess Puxatawney Phil was correct. I don't know, you know. Well, it's It's a crazy time, but we trust, we trust, we trust a rodent (laughs) more than we trust trust scientists when it comes to climate. So it's kind of crazy. But anyway, (laughs) you all do what you want to do with that. Um, Wow. I'm telling you what, folks, if you were tuned in to Barry Smooth Duke and Big Lou Maddox on Saturday night, you got a treat as the Columbia Central Boys Lions outlasted Ravenwood 69-67 to in double overtime. Incredible. Um, I mean, Mr. Mr. Polk. Yeah, Omari. Yeah. yeah, he did a tremendous job and uh, kept the Lions afloat. Because I, I was listening to the game on the radio right here on uh, – no, it was on 103. It's on both. Oh, it was it simultaneous? On 101.7 and 103.7, our sister station. But, uh, man, when we needed a bucket, Mr. Polk came through. And Jordan Davis fouled out late in that game, yeah. and he that, really stepped up. That's I mean, right. That was I mean, we had to have him. Absolutely. And, and it's just so nice that Columbia basketball is back to where they should be. They are now one game away from guaranteeing themselves a sub-state appearance. So, they got Brentwood coming up. Yep. They're 18-11, and 11, I saw in the season. Yep. yep. I'm telling yep. you, Drake, Brandon LeBeer, again – what he has done in year number one, uh, he deserves so much credit. It, a team that won seven games last year has now won the district, won the district tournament, and is 
literally, like I said, one game away from the region championship and the uh, the guarantee of at least ha- either hosting or going to a substate game. They're two. So if they win tomorrow night, they're essentially two games away from going to Murfreesboro. They're the glass house, baby. That's right. Murphy Center. The Murphy Center. Yeah, I saw the Eagles there a long time ago. Wow. It was awesome. I think my mom saw Elvis there. Really? Yeah. It was crazy. All right. Uh, some other scores of local interest from this weekend's region tournament action. Now, we're, folks, we're done with the district. We're into the region. If you make the region finals, you are guaranteed a sectional now or a what we used to call in the old days a sub-state game, mm-hmm. which the winner of that sectional or sub-state game, whichever you want to call it, moves on and goes to Murfreesboro Absolutely. in the state tournament. Of course, the loser goes home. So, But if you make the finals of your region tournament, then you are guaranteed at least a you're one win away from going to the state tournament, and that's just what Clayton was talking about. So let's dive into um, some local scores over the weekend. And uh, if you're from the Murray County area or just outlying area where this signal reaches, you might want to – Pay attention to these as uh, I'm going to tell you how your team did. In Region 5 Single A, Friday night, the girls played on Friday, the boys played on Saturday. Friday night action in Region 5 Single A. Moore County defeated Cullioke by 33, 57-24. Cornersville defeated Huntland, 45-30. Richland beat Fayetteville, 51-35. And the Eagleville girls, these are all girls, scores from Friday, won by 27 of the Santa Fe Lady Wildcats. Okay? Now, the Saturday scores in the Region 5 single A, Eagleville won by 33 over Cullioka. The boys lost, the girls lost by 33, and the boys lost by 33. At at halftime of that game, Eagleville was 10 of 12 from three-point range. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. Um, Richland beat Moore County by 30, 63-33. Santa Fe beat Huntland in Santa Fe at Walter Davis Gymnasium, 63-51. And Fayetteville beat Cornersville, 60-49. Now, the rest of these games will be played at Richland High School. Correct, correct. In North Giles County. Tonight, in Richland, starting at 6 o'clock with another girls game to follow. They'll just do back-to-back girls game. But the tip-off for the first game is at 6. Moore County will play Cornersville. And Richland, the home team, will play Eagleville. Wow. Tonight, okay? Now, tomorrow night is boys action in Richland, the Region 5 1A boys. And this is at Richland High School, as I said. Eagleville takes on host the host, Richland Raiders. Santa Fe boys will be taking on Fayetteville in the second game. So probably, you know, if you're if you're going for the Santa Fe game, I would probably be there a little after seven, probably, to find a decent seat. And, you know, there's gonna be a lot of people there. So and- what time does Santa Fe play? Santa Fe will be playing uh, – let's see here. Santa Fe will be playing Thursday – excuse me. Let me, let, me get this, let me get this straight. I think – No, no, no. That's right. That's right. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Tuesday night, 
This is Tuesday night. Eagleville versus Richland. Santa Fe versus Fayetteville. That is Tuesday night, tomorrow night. The first game starts at 6 o'clock with the second game to follow. Somewhere around tip-off will be between 7.30 probably and 7.45. And I believe it's Santa Fe playing at 6 p.m. against Fayetteville. Is that how they? Is that how yeah. they? Is that how they did it? Okay, yeah, with uh, Richland and what Eagle I read out of the Tennessean this morning was switch. So they had they had this game this listed this game as the second game. So that's good to know. So yeah. let's 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 correct that. So, Santa so Fe will good. be the first game tip off at six, and uh, Richland and Eagleville to follow and get like you said get there. I mean the gates yeah. open. I think it, and I, that makes sense to put Richland the second game, being yeah. that they're hosts. So Correct. that makes sense. Tennessee and had it reversed. That's why I read it down. Now the girls' championship for Region Five One A will be on Wednesday night, and the boys' championship that's a seven o'clock start will be on Thursday night at seven o'clock. So. Um, that's and, what, you know. Oh, and Columbia Central. Uh, I spoke with Coach Brandon Levere earlier today. They played tomorrow night at six o'clock against Brentwood at Centennial High School. Okay. At Centennial High School. At six o'clock start. Now you'll have that. That will be broadcast right here on one hundred three. One hundred three point seven. Okay. And then you and me will be. And we'll be broadcasting the Santa Fe game uh, Tuesday night. Six o'clock, right here on one hundred one point seven FM, the station, the signal you listen to right now. And uh, you know, we can talk about it and see how it's going. Maybe, maybe we hang around for game two if uh, Santa Fe's victorious and see who they're going to play in the region championship. Maybe call that game. So. All right, in Region Five Two A action over the weekend, Friday night, Cannon County. Just put it all over Mount Pleasant, sixty-nine to thirteen. That's the girls' game, right? Yes, that yeah. was the girls' game Friday night. Cannon County, who was twenty-three and five, playing at home against five and twenty-three Mount Pleasant. Uh, they won by fifty-six. Well, and just for people out there wondering, <clears throat> how did that happen? Mount Pleasant is in a district with four teams. So all four teams, in girls and boys, advance to the region regardless of their record or how they do right. it. So they're they're locked in. They're in there with Mount Pleasant, Lewis County, Summertown, and Loretta. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of Summertown, Summertown put it all over Grundy County. And Grundy County, let me tell you, those these teams from the Plateau, Cumberland Plateau. Yeah. I mean, they're, they are, they're like Lawrence County. Tennessee, they are big in their high school sports. They sports, they support them. Um, but Summertown got the best of it at home against Grundy County. They won by 45-76-31. Loretta beat Community by 31. Whoa. 60 to 29 and Cascade beat Lewis County 63-42. Now, in Region 5 2A boys basketball, uh Cannon County 77, Hohenwald, Lewis County, 51. Loretta, 65, Cascade, 42. Summertown had the exact same score as their girls' team, 76. They scored 76 points, but they only beat Community by four, 76-72. Wow. Mount Pleasant, all over Grundy County, 68-52. So this tournament will now move. All the teams and games will move to Loretta High School. Oh, gotcha down in 
just south of Lawrenceburg. Yeah, right, just so, north of the state line. Cannon County will take on uh, tonight. Cannon County will take on Summertown at 6 o'clock. And then Loretta and Cascade will play – girls will play following that tonight sometime around 7.30. It's what the Tennessean has it listed at. Now, tomorrow night, Cannon County and Loretta boys will go at it at 6 p.m. And see, even though – yeah. Even though Loretta's the host team, they're going to run the early game. But uh, And then Summertown and Mount Pleasant, wow. which they know each other very well, Absolutely. will be at 7.30, 7.45 tomorrow night. With so, the champion girls championship being on Wednesday and the boy on Thursday. And that's how all these regions will run. The championship game for girls will be Wednesday. The championship game for the region will be boys on Thursday with all the teams playing on championship night all four of those teams will get a sectional game or a substate whatever you want to call it if they win their region they play at home for the substate mm-hmm. sectional if they lose they will have to travel and go away right so that's well it's uh it's going to be interesting uh because it appears it will be. Summertown or Mount Pleasant is going to make it to a sectional or sub-state game. That's guaranteed. Yeah. That's awesome. In Region 4, 3A, White County girls action. White County beat Marshall County 67-39. to um, Upperman beat Tullahoma 48-37. Lawrence County girls beat Livingston Academy by 5, 57-52. Probably a really good game. Uh, Saturday scores in the boys, Region 4, 3A. Upperman won by 17, 69-52 over Marshall County. Lawrence County boys won by 10, 50-40 over White County. And Tullahoma won 72-59 over Livingston Academy. And all those games in that Region 4, 3A will move to Tullahoma. Tonight, White County versus Stone Memorial at 6, and Upperman versus Lawrence County girls, and that should be a great game at 7.30. Tomorrow night, Upperman boys against Stone Memorial and Lawrence County versus Tullahoma to follow that at 7.30. So, um, you know, those are are some area games in high schools that folks need to pay attention to. Um, In the Region 5 4A, which is – what Columbia is in. Um, Shebbeville girls beat Page by 6, 34-28. Lincoln County, 70-53 to over Brentwood girls. Nolensville girls beat Columbia girls, 53-47. Good ball game. Columbia girls just couldn't – they just really couldn't get, get things rolling. They, they kind of just hung in there and hung in there, but they could never really get offensively into a groove, you know. Um uh, so Columbia Girls Central, uh, the, their season is done. Uh, in boys action in 5A, 4A, like we said, Columbia in double overtime won in Columbia in Central High School, 69-67 over Ravenwood. And all this action now moves to Centennial High School. Mm-hmm. Right? Home of the Cougars. That's right. And so um, the championship game for the boys will be Thursday night. There's really no one left in this area, in that region. Um, you know, Shelbyville, Nolansville, Brentwood, 
You've had an opportunity to see some of these teams play. Lincoln County. Lincoln County's pretty dang good. The girls yeah. – Lincoln County girls are pretty dang good. I'm just going to tell you right now. I look I look for them to come out of that region right there and play at home mm-hmm. for a chance to go to the sub-state. Um, What's your prediction on the uh, the single-A matchup? You, you, could, you, could there be a Santa Fe-Richland round four? Yes. I think so. Uh, yeah, very easily. Yeah. Very easily. But I feel Slaughter is a year older, a year smarter, along with Atkinson. Yes. Who's, oh, congratulations. Scored his 1,000th point the other okay. night uh, on Saturday. So you've got two players on the same team. Mr. Slaughter was awarded a, mo- a, a month ago his 2,000th point as a junior. Yeah, yeah. And then Mr. Atkinson got a 1,000-point ball. As a junior. As a junior. Yeah, that's incredible. So, you know, these guys are going down in Santa Fe lore. Oh, yeah. Murray County. Well, and I get it. Especially Slaughter. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't don't know anybody. I mean, there's a legit shot. He gets 3,000 by the end of his career. I don't think that's ever been done down here. It's unbelievable. Yep. Okay, where where are we on the – Got about another minute, but okay. Yeah. Uh, we're going to run over the new AP top twenty-five polls. Well, and, I, and a quick update: Columbia Academy went to Memphis, uh, played FACS, got beat by one. Oh no! If they would have won, they would have been in the final four and gone to the state tournament at Lipscomb University. Uh, but got, oh got b- fifty-eight, fifty-seven, I believe, was the final. What a heartbreaker that was! Yeah. Dang referees. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, we've got uh, NCAA basketball scores for the weekend, top 25 action. The Vols are in action. Alabama you was in action. But well, it wasn't good action. No, it wasn't good action. So, hey, don't go anywhere. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake. He's the claw. We'll be right back. If you can't hear what I'm trying to say. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. 
Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Carrie registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shurex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. This is Debbie Matthews with the Nashville Realty Group. And if you've been paying attention, you know the housing market has been tough, but rates are beginning to thaw. So if you're thinking about selling, the time to jump in is getting better every day. But if you're thinking about buying and those interest rates are still a little bit too high, a good agent knows how to negotiate interest rate buy downs. And I'm a good agent. So call me, Debbie Matthews with Nashville Realty Group, 615 476 3224. 
This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Have you ever wondered if your insurance needs can be personalized? This is Hunter Carey. Our team specializes in planning your insurance needs to get you the best possible solution. State Farm is the largest home and auto insurer in the country. I love bringing that to my hometown. Born and raised in Columbia, I'm grateful for our close community ties. We offer help with home, auto, and life insurance for everyone in our community. Our office is located at 909 South Garden Street across from the fire station. We're also online at huntercary.com. That's huntercary.com. And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake in the studio with Clayton the Claw. It is Monday. And, folks, if you like basketball, then you, you're pretty much sitting in a sweet spot this time of year because it's going on. And uh, we've just to recap, we're going to have two of our local boys' teams in the region tournaments at Richland tomorrow night will be Santa Fe and Fayetteville six o'clock start at Richland High School. Santa Fe versus Fayetteville. Is that Fayetteville City High School? Is that what they call that? They used to call it Fayetteville City. It's Fayetteville City. Yeah. Okay. That will be at 6 o'clock tomorrow night at Richland High School. And the Columbia Central Lions will be traveling just a little bit north around the Cool Springs area to Centennial High School to take on Brentwood. So I'm telling you, and those Brentwood folks are going to show up. Yeah, It's going to be a raucous crowd. And if you folks can drive 20, 25 miles up the road to support the Lions, please do. And they we- need all the support you can get. Uh, they're, they're not a dominant – I wouldn't say they're a dominant type team uh, as far as the Lions go, but they've gotten better each and every week. You know, everyone needs a little help, needs a little support sometimes. And, you know and, what I mean? And something else too. Yes, we will be covering both games, but we are not allowed to put video out. So if you if you if you're used to watching it like you are in the regular season and think, well, they'll just have it on Facebook or YouTube. The audio will be available. Cannot on video broadcast the tournaments. No, that's TW, that's that's a TWSAA rule yep. because they want you showing up and watching it live because buying they, a ticket because they get a percentage. That's of the right. Gate. So yeah, you know yeah, and I'm not mad at them for it. That's just the way they do business and the way it's done during tournament time. So if you want to see, if you want to hear the game, tune in right here on 103.7 FM. Or go to WKRMRadio.com. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you can stream that in. Or, uh, But you're not going to be able to see the video, folks. No. If you want to see actual players, you got to go to the ball game. Centennial High School, Tuesday night. And that is a 6 o'clock. St- yeah, yes. Uh, Brandon LeVere, six, six, 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock start, as well as Santa Fe's 6 o'clock start at Richland. Okay. Uh, NCAA basketball. And uh, the AP Top 25 is out. And um, there's been a little bit of movement 
the Houston Cougars and Kelvin Sampson, right? Mm-hmm. Number one in the country now have moved up a spot um, to number one. They're going to hold on to number one, see how long they can hold that on to that. Um, as they beat Baylor this weekend, Purdue moves up one spot to number two. UConn drops down two spots to number three. They're my pick to win it all, UConn. I don't care where they are. In the, I don't care where they it's are. It's a good pick. It's a good pick. They're my pick to win it all. The Vols moved up a spot for all you big Orange fans. They moved up to number four in the country. See how long they can hang on right there. Marquette moves up two to number five. Arizona at six. Kansas at seven. Iowa State, eight. North Carolina is at nine. Duke, 10. Auburn, 11. Creighton, 12. Illinois, 13. Alabama is at 14. 14. They dropped one spot. Yeah. Yeah. Baylor at 15. Kentucky at 16 after hanging 117 on Alabama. Uh, I mean, uh, St. Mary's at 17, South Carolina 18, Washington State 19, San Diego State at 20, and uh, in the top 25 now, Florida is number 24 in the country. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Tennessee. Who's their coach? Monty Byrne. I mean, uh, Rick Byrne. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Barnes, who's his Mister Smithers? If he's Monty, if he's Monty Burns, he's got to have a Mister Smithers on the yeah, I, or Smithers on not Mister Smithers, but Smithers on the on the bench somewhere. We'll have to pick out the, see who see who that is. <clears throat> um, but anyway, so this is the remaining schedule. Tennessee's eleven and three atop the SEC. Well, they should be tied. Well, they got one. They got right. Yeah. I'm saying they're they're on top, along with Alabama at 11 and three. Correct. So Tennessee, Alabama, right now, SEC conference play are tied 11 and three, and this is how the rest of the season goes for Tennessee. They have Auburn March third. Oh, excuse me, March second. They go to Alabama, which will be a gigantic game. It's going to be unbelievable. But listen to this. After Alabama, they go to South Carolina. Ooh. And then they've got Kentucky in Knoxville after that. So this thing's far from over. Oh, my God. I mean, it's a long way from over. Now, Alabama's remaining schedule is at Ole Miss next. Mm-hmm. Then they've got the Vols on March 2nd. Then they travel to Florida, and Florida's been playing some – Terrific basketball. Yeah, it took overtime to beat them last week. And then they end up at home playing Arkansas. So I like our path a little bit better than Tennessee's. Okay. Based on what I've – you know, Florida's going to be tough, obviously. Ole Miss on the road will be tough. But South Carolina on the road, Alabama on the road, Kentucky at home. Kentucky, you know, maybe we'll – Gain some confidence after that big win they got um, the other night. So, we'll see. All right. Well, uh, top 25 action this weekend. There, Any type of upset alert or upsets is happening. I mean, Kentucky, like I said, 
Hung 117 on the Tide. Tide put up 95. You think that would be enough to win nowadays in college basketball? Not when you don't. Not when you're playing defense like you're playing in the <laughs> NBA All Star game. Good God! So <clears throat> Kentucky in Rupp Arena got got well against Alabama, 117 to 95. Um, just looking down the top 25 slate, Tennessee hammered Texas A&M. 86-51. Arizona State upset number 21, Washington State. Right after Washington State went to Arizona and shocked the world with beating number four team in the country earlier in the week. And then Arizona State at home, 14-14 record, beats a 21-7 Washington State, number 21 in the country, by 12, 73-61. Uh, Colorado State ranked 22nd, took it on the chin from UNLV, 66-60. Kansas handled Texas easily, 86-67. Auburn easily over Georgia by 21, 97-76. North Carolina took care of Virginia, which that game went under. And I've told people in the past, bet the under. In every Virginia game. It's incredible. It's truly <laughs> – it's like the best-kept secret in betting. Well, it's not a secret anymore. Um, South Carolina went to Ole Miss and took care of business, 72-59. Uh, Illinois over Iowa, which was a good game until the last four or five minutes of of the game. But they took care of Iowa by 10, 95-85. Arizona over Washington, 91-75 after getting beat earlier in the week by Washington State. Iowa State, number six in the country, one by seven over West Virginia. And Wake Forest beat number eight Duke in Wake Forest, 83-79. Did you see the end of the game? I did not. Well, let me tell you something. You know, they're coming on so, – so court storming, right? Yes. Over the, the, the term court storming. So an underdog team or a team that, you know – team that hasn't beaten another team in a long time or you're playing one of the elite-type college teams like Duke is. Duke's an elite-type team, I would say. And for Wake Forest to beat them has probably been – I don't know how long it's been. But anyway, Wake Forest wins by four over number eight, unranked Wake Forest, 18-9, and beats 21-6, and number eight Duke in Wake Forest this weekend, Saturday. And the Wake Forest student body stormed the court at the end of the game. Well, at midcourt is Filipowski. They're Duke's big-time forward, shooting forward. I mean, Mr. Everything. But let me tell you something. They had a camera angle shooting down on that court, and it looks like Filipowski twisted a knee or he did something to his knee as – People were coming onto the court. Now, whether – I don't know. But let me tell you something. If you pull up that video and you watch it, there is a student, I assume a student, a young 20-something or late teens, that age, running onto – really running past Filipowski, didn't didn't run up to him, just running past him to get to, I assume, most of the Wake Forest players on the other end of the court. Filipowski's somewhere around half court. And they're showing this shot 
from above coming straight down. Slow that. Go and look at it on YouTube. Filipowski sticks his leg out to trip that kid, gets it hit, and at the same time, he takes two takes two forearms and and shoves the kid, and the kid loses balance and goes falling to the floor. Now, I know the kid shouldn't have been on the floor. However, there's no excuse. If Filipowski got hurt there, I'm going to lay some of the blame on him, some of the blame on the storming of the court. And the Duke coach, coach John Shire, yeah. was extremely upset about it. Of course, his star player might have messed up a knee and can't, you know, can't play out the regular season. I don't know. We'll have to. I haven't heard an update on that. But let me tell you something. Watch the video, folks. Watch it. And if you watch it, and Clayton, we'll go. I'll, I'll pull it up after we get yeah. off the air. But if you watch it, Filipowski, the. Wake Forest student is running past him to get past Filipowski and down to the end of the court where I assume the rest of the players are to jump up and down and high-five and hug each other like court stormers do. It's called school spirit. There you go. Yeah. But Filipowski sees this kid out of the corner of his eye and sticks his leg out, trips the kid at the same time, chucks him with, with, two, with two forearms, and the kid goes tumbling to the to the floor, and at that time, Filipowski grabs his, starts to hobble around. I mean, how does this stuff keep happening? I mean, it's just like Caitlin Clark. I mean, or, you or, can't play in a cage. You well, can't you can't you can't put up chicken wire everywhere, well, and you you can't put up a chain link fence around the basketball well, court. It's how like you, it's like Caitlin Clark though with Ohio State when they beat Iowa, they rushed the floor and she flopped and acted like she was hurt. When they showed the same camera angle you're talking about from above the floor. It was obvious. Here's what these. Here's what everybody's got to remember. There's cameras everywhere. If you're going to do something like that, just expect what the consequences will be. Whether if you get hurt or you get suspended, uh, you, you, you give somebody a cheap shot. Yeah, I mean, like it, everything's videotaped now. Trip, trip a Wake Forest student at that's at full sprint from one end of court to the other to get down there with his fellow her, his or her fellow students Correct. and team members. And Filipowski sticks his leg out there and at the same time double forearm chucks the kid around his shoulders and the kid goes tumbling to the floor and then Filipowski comes up limping and they have to help him off the court. Don't trip people. Too damn bad. Yeah. Don't, I mean, now, if it was unintentional – then you know, you know what that, we're debating about rushing the floor. But when you're doing it intentionally, Duke students have rushed the floor before. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's part, I don't know. It's part I of, don't know why John Shire, the 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 Duke. We have to do something about this. We have to be able. You know. You know. I get it. Hey, win the game and you don't have to worry about it. It's called school spirit. These are college kids. This isn't the NBA. That's right. They are amateurs. Supposed to be. And they're, and they're all student-athletes. And when you beat the likes of a Duke in basketball, a Kentucky in basketball, and you haven't beaten them in a long time, you're pretty damn excited about it. Sure. Just like when Alabama loses to somebody on the road in football. That's right. Those They're, they're, those, they're, they're storming the field. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. volunteer fans do it. They storm the field. They tear down the goalpost. You know, right. they're college kids. It's going to happen. What you need to do, you need to have an exit strategy – 
to get your players safely off, get their losing asses safely off the field. Yeah. I mean, just or like. off the court, whatever the deal is. You know, Bam. don't don't be standing around out there looking for somebody to pick out and trip and double forearm to the floor as you're as you're leaving the floor. You know, here, take this with you, buddy. You beat us, but take this take this to the bench with you right here. Take this home with you. And that goes for Alabama players too. I think about Jermaine Burton last year in Knoxville. A lot of debate on that situation. And, Assume you're always being recorded, folks. Right. Always. Assume. I don't care where. Every house now has security cameras. Every well, business. Everybody, has, everybody, everybody walking around the earth pretty much or in the United States yeah. is carrying a high-definition video camera. Absolutely. In the palm of their hand. And if you think you can get away yeah. with tripping, chucking, hitting someone, no. whatever the deal is. Not going to happen. Then you're ignorant. Absolutely. I No, I agree. 100%. A, don't do it. And B, get your butt off the core of the field or the, or, or the field and be a better person. Just be smart. And play better next time. That's and be it. smart. Yeah, just win. If you win, if you, you, win, you ain't going to worry about it. That's right. So that's what's going on. And uh, I'm telling you, the game between Tennessee and Alabama could very well decide the SEC cha- regular season championship. And that is going to be a fantastic – that would be a Saturday worth going Mm. down to watch. And one team is ranked number four in the country, and the other team is ranked number 14 in the country right now. But you got to play the game, right? That's it. This is the Front Port Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake. He's the claw. We'll be right back. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hubs for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake. It is Monday. Manic Monday, as we are preparing for region tournaments tonight, as girls go into action tonight, boys action tomorrow night, girls championship game on Wednesday night, boys championship games on Thursday night. Um, We've got, just a reminder, Santa Fe 
and Fayetteville will be at 6 o'clock tip-off tomorrow night, boys game in Richland, 6 o'clock start. And then a 6 o'clock start at Centennial High School for the Columbia Central High Lions as Coach Brandon LeVere and company will be taking on Brentwood. The Bruins. Which is right there in their backyard, folks. I'm telling you. The Lions could use all the help they can get, all the support they can get. If you can possibly get a carload of folks up there, you want to go see some great basketball, that game starts at 6, and you can hang around and watch the second game if they win, for free. If, you yeah, don't even have to pay for it. And see who they might be playing in the region championship. And remember, it's exit 65 on I-65 right there at Highway 96. Great place to eat up there. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Absolutely. go early, grab an early dinner or something, let, let, and then and then slide over there for a six o'clock tip off at Centennial and gonna, support the Lions. Come gonna, on, we're going to go off script. A okay, bit right here. I want to ask you a question. You're 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 a retired official. Okay, how many years do you officiate? Twenty nine. But that? I like to round it up to just thirty. But I was, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you did do a game last well, year, and I, I I called some in Colorado. I called some. I called some in Colorado. So if I add. Those the, that year to my twenty nine team then I officiated I officiated thirty years. Well, you and Casey Holt, you came out of retirement last year for a game. When, yes, when I, there was a, when there was a bad need for officials uh, at a local between two local schools. Right, absolutely. Um, but my question is this: What's the greatest game you have ever officiated? Hmm. <laughs> You know, at thirty years thirty years of calling basketball, I mean there's I don't want to say all the games tend to kind of run together. You know what I mean? I mean right. because because you do uh let's say you'll do forty nights in a year. Forty and you'll do a girls and a and a boys game each night you go out. That's much. eighty so that's eighty. So um one memorable game was I was at uh Independence, when they had, I think his name was Grayson Murphy. Terrific. I think he ended up playing at Belmont or Lipscomb, one of those schools in Nashville. But he was a terrific basketball player, played for Independence. And they we had a sub-state game at Station Camp. And, uh, I mean, you know, it was just packed house, uh, probably a four-point game. But just up and down. I mean, you know, we they ran us to death, and uh, and Murphy had a great game. Independence ended up winning. They were the, obviously the visiting team. Um, but there are games like, for some reason, Summertown and Lawrence County High School had like a eighteen or nineteen year run where they did not play each other. Of course, Summertown single A. At that time, Lawrence County was considered triple-A. Mm-hmm. But just for the gate, just for a, a game, regular season game that, you know, obviously did not was not district play or anything like that, but they were from the same county. Now, Lawrence County would play Loretta. They're from the same county. But in that 19-year span, the two ADs that were no – that from 19 years ago um, – had some type of problem with each other. And they did not – they said, we're not going to play anymore. We're not going to play. Summertown, Lawrence County, not going to play. So, uh, the ADs, ADs are long gone. Superintendent of Lawrence County Schools, I guess, was a new – and they 
the superintendent said, why aren't, why aren't you guys playing? As bad as financial shape that you claim that the athletic programs are in, you're missing a tremendous opportunity to have a great gate. Absolutely. And play a home and away or whatever you want to do, or just play just play one year play at somebody's gym and the next year play at the other person's gym. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever the deal is. Well, myself and two other officials, they were they were a little bit more seasoned than I was. We had the game the year that that came back. The that year that, it got renewed. It got renewed at Summertown. Ooh. And we drove up from – we drove from Columbia into Summertown. And uh, we couldn't find a parking place outside Summertown's gym. Oh, I don't sure. know how many people have been to Summertown's gym. It's a it's an awesome, beautiful, little, small gym. Yes, it is. That's the way Summertown likes it. It's extremely tight right there. The walls on the court. The fans are pretty much on your back the whole time as an official and a player. But we drove up. We could not find a place to park. And uh, so we had to park away, walked in the gym. They had already sold all the tickets out. And we were there probably 45 minutes before the girls' game played. And there are 900 people sitting in Summertown's gym. Another great game that I had real quick, I had Tyler Smith versus Brandon Wright at Giles County. I was there. For two years. I had they played two years against each other. We had them the junior year, uh, Tyler Smith's junior year, and Tyler Smith's senior year. And I ended up fi- fouling Tyler Smith out at the end of the game. He he uh, ran over the top of a Brentwood player that was was uh, they had a full court press on Brentwood player set up to take the charge, and Tyler didn't stop and just trucked him, and I uh, fouled him out with about two minutes to go, which he was not very happy about that. Oh, and there was a clock malfunction one year. I can't remember. At one of those two games, because I remember you guys ran off the floor because the clock had malfunctioned. Y'all thought the game was over. Then y'all had to come back out and finish. I think Giles County may have won one of those games. Yes. But they yeah. also played up at Vanderbilt once, and they played at Belmont as well. Yeah, uh, yeah th- and those type of games are, are terrific. And, and talking about – being sold out, I, I can't remember which game it was. It might have been both games. But we come pulling up to Giles County. Thank God they saved a parking spot for referees so we could park there next to the gym. But they if you've ever pulled into Giles County High School where the gymnasium is and baseball field and all that type of stuff is, right, Giles County High School, there were cars lined up all the way out to the road. And it was – I mean, it was really something else. And – they were turning people away for the girls' game. They would no longer sell tickets. And Giles County's got a good-sized gym. Oh, I remember. That's a lot of people. Oh, I remember. It, it was unbelievable. So, there you have it. Okay, that music means that our, hours, our hour is up. I certainly appreciate, Clayton appreciates you all joining us, listening in. Uh, try to make these region ball games, support your local high school. Um, tonight, tomorrow, Wednesday, and we'll be back on the air 4 o'clock Thursday. And me and you will be on the air tomorrow night That's at right. 6. For the Santa Fe Fayetteville game. That's right. At Richland. Have a great night. <laughs>